Hello, everybody. Hi. This is Hannah. I'm Nikki. You get to finally put a face to the name. So it's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. I'm really excited to, to give you the opportunity to meet a beautiful, beautiful person in my life. This is Hannah, Hannah Berger. And we have an intention for you today. We're going to share a little bit about what she does and what she's up to right now that I feel is very important to share with everyone, anyone out there that is listening to our podcast. If you are called to support, beautiful. If you're not, don't worry about it. You do what you need to do. Okay. I just want to make certain that I'm here supporting my people and doing what I can to make what's, well, doing what I can to make what she's up to happen. So we're going to start this interview and let's have some fun. So Hannah, how are you today, sweetheart? How's it Uh been going? Yeah, you know, I am, I'm doing good today. We just had a holiday up here in Canada over the weekend. So um, today's the, the beginning of the week for me. And um, yeah, and just lots of exciting things on the move. And yeah, spring, it's also spring here. And that's kind of like the rejuvenation period. It feels like, you know, new yeah. life is coming and it, it just, yeah, feels there's good energy in the air today. Yeah, yeah, all over, right? Yeah. Um, so for everybody out there, for this particular conversation, I want to give you a little bit of a background and then we'll get into the actual conversation about Hannah and what she's up to. Just so that you know, she is in the process of having a school built in Mwandi. Is that correct? I said it correctly? You got it right. Yeah. Okay, great. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, children, 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 there is not a reason in the world to not support this effort. Okay. So for you guys, just so you have a little background, Hannah, why don't you share how, you know, how we met and how we got into this conversation? Yeah, yeah. Well, so Nikki and I met through an organization called Amplify Voices, which we were both participants in. Um, and the the purpose of the organization is to give voices to people who've been oppressed, misunderstood, and silenced. Um, and so Nikki went before me in the program and then actually came um, to be a support uh, for my program when I went through it. And, um, and then we just, you know, clicked and there's this beautiful community that has developed because of this program, because it's about bringing, you know, people together to give them a voice and to share that their story matters. Um, so I think it's really cool that that's how we met Nikki, because, um, you know, that's exactly what, you know, where I'm heading now is, is giving people a voice again. Um, so get, to get to 
have you in my circle for this project as well is is really cool. Um, and I think it just speaks to the power of what's possible when you bring people together in community this way. So um, we did the circle and then I just um, we're just at the end of the 90 days to the heart of the matter. Uh, your 90 day program I participated in, which has been just such a blessing as I'm learning and working through this project. Um, so yeah, my sister, my mentor, my friend, um, it's been beautiful to see just how, you know, love has brought us together and, and where it's taking our, our relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. That unfolding mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful place to find yourself in in the acceptance of it the allowing of it uh yeah and and of course you know you move through whatever space you're gonna move through right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um okay so that gives you guys a little background on how we met and just as an fyi amplify will always be a part of my life and a part of what i share with you guys here i too believe that giving voice is so important and that is why we have our girl Hannah right here so Hannah when we got together we met for the very first time it was number one so exciting to meet each other personally right in person and then number two I got to find out about you and innocent so why don't you share a little bit about who innocent is and then the children of Mwandi please. Mwandi. Yeah. So Mwandi is located in Zambia. And um, in 2014, I did my social work practicum in the village of Mwandi. And at the time I met this young man who had just finished grade 12 and he was waiting for sponsorship to go to university. Um, And so he explained his situation and what his dream was for who he could be in his community. And he said, if you sponsor me and you see that I have an education, I will come back and make sure that the children of Mwandi have a future. And so just a very, you know, there was just something about him that he, he had a vision and he was just all heart you know, about what he wanted to do. And his backstory is that he grew up as an orphan in the village. And, uh, you know, his father died before he was born and his mother died when he was six months old. So he really, um, his vision for what he wanted to provide for the children came from his own experience in growing up as, as an orphan. Um, so we, yeah, go ahead. I just want something that's coming so present to me and what's so beautiful about Amplify, Joan of Heart, what he's sharing is that our greatest challenge is really our power. Mm-hmm. He is taken his situation as you have, as I have, as so many of us have in common and turned it around and yeah. made it into something powerful. So I just wanted to share that, how beautiful and impactful that is. And what you're doing for him is giving him his voice, like you said. And I find that beautiful. So, okay, I'm going to stop interrupting. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, we, we did end up sponsoring him uh, to go to university and he graduated with distinctions, which was an award that 10 students in the entire university were given this award. Um, and to me, it just shows his dedication and his commitment to his studies. And with that award that he was given, um, he could have gone and worked anywhere in Zambia and, and be paid a lot more money um, as a civil servant to work in the government schools. But his commitment was to go back to his community and um, and serve the children in Mwandi. And so wow. he went, yeah, so he, he went back there um, and there was no job for him there. So he actually started working with an organization. Um, so the other thing that's going on in Zambia right now is that they've been in one of the worst droughts in history for the last seven years mm. um, due to... Um, like poor rainfall, um, poor soil density, all of these things. Um, but it's, it's really a crisis situation there. So he was working with an organization to provide food relief um, to the area and his job. He managed over two years, he managed 800 tons of food um, that he distributed. And again, he was the only, the only coordinator in the in the whole entire program that had every ounce of food accounted for because, wow. you know, like the, just over and over again, I've seen the, the level of integrity that innocent has to his word and to who he's there to serve, because for him, it was no question of that, you know, he had to do the job properly because that meant that these people would, everybody would be fed, you know? Mm. Oh my God. That just, Oh, I want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's so just, beautiful. He's just such a beautiful soul, you know? And, uh, and then in 2020, when the pandemic hit, um, what happened is that many Western countries ended up pulling international aid funding, including mm. the program that innocent worked for, um, the, the food program. So on top of dealing with the public health crisis of COVID, um, these, these communities also were dealing with the crisis of um, no food security, as well as uh, a lot of the funding for education. So what happened was lots of the government schools were either like they had over 60 kids in a classroom where kids weren't learning or kids like innocent you know, the most vulnerable children in the community couldn't afford the school fees to go to school. So there's hundreds of kids, the most vulnerable children in the, in the community had no education and no food security. Wow. Um, yeah. So innocent, again, going back to his commitment that he made to see a future for these kids started a school on his own. And, you know, just with whatever resources he had, he got a couple of teachers to like other teachers who were laid off to come on board. And, you know, basically they just started volunteering. And he said, you know, I don't know how we're going to make this work, but we're going to make it work, you know? Mm -hmm. It sounds to me like he has inspired you to take the actions that you're taking and 
what's it like for you to have someone tell you this is what I'm going to do this is and I'm going to show you mm-hmm. so that you can support me so that you will know who I am and what my intention is what's that like yeah I mean so when he first reached out to me I my first reaction was I don't have time and I don't have money to help mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. right and I think that's a that's a natural reaction for a lot of us yeah normal no right no yeah (laughs) no I don't have time I'm busy and I don't have I don't personally have the money to help you you know and he didn't make it wrong he just said no problem thank you for you know thinking of us and if you have you know if you come across something that can help please just think of us um and and then actually a friend of mine had passed away very suddenly And this friend, like he was the man that would always say yes, you know, like he would find a way and he would. So that's actually what inspired me to take action was how can I carry on this man's legacy? You know, so cool. Yeah. So that's, you know, initially I just was like, no, I can't help you, you know, but something happened for me that I was like, okay, there's more to life here you know, there's a bigger purpose in this project than I even know. Mm. And so throughout, I've been working with Innocent for a year and a half now. We did it. Hold on, hold on. Before you move there, when you say you didn't have the money, you literally did not have the money. You shared with me the very first part of this project where you gathered the money very quickly. Is that correct? Yeah. So I just reached out to my friends and family because I said, well, how much money do you need? I said no before I even asked him what he needed. And to him, it was a lot of money. But what it ended up being was thirty five hundred U.S. dollars, which is really in the grand scheme of things. If I think about how many people I know, that's not a lot of money. So I just started sharing Uh, with my friends, with my family, you know, on Facebook. And very quickly, we came up with that money. Yes, that is, that was just a simple action, right? It was just Mm -hmm. a simple shout out. Next thing you know, you've got it all there. Okay. Yeah. That continue with your story. Apologize. No, no problem. So I gave him, you know, gave him the money. I, you know, pat myself on the back. We helped him. It's good to go. Then I checked in with him a couple months later, like, how's things going? And I realized that if I really wanted to make a difference for these children in this community, it was not a one-stop shop. Like, it wasn't just a, here's some money, you know, it was like, what, how can I contribute to these people's lives such that this will actually make a difference and it will actually create a future for these children. And what I learned at that point was that, yes, they were providing some education to these kids, but the majority of these children were not eating. Mm. Oh, that just, that uh, touches my heart deeply. Yeah. And innocent said like, this is a big problem, Hannah, because we are trying to teach them, but these kids are starving and you can't learn on an empty stomach. So I, again, I said, well, how much would it cost innocent to feed each of these children at least one meal a day? 
And so to feed one child one meal a day um, costs, it's, it's about $4 a month. So again, I calculated it and I just said, what can I do such that I can make sure that these kids get fed every day? Mm, now, what can we do to make mm-hmm. sure that these kids get fed every day? So what I started doing was I paint houses like as a kind of, it's been like in my back pocket if I need, you know, if I want to go on a trip or I want to do you this. you come like, over here and paint my house? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but yeah, so I've just had that skill in my back pocket. So what I started doing was once a month, I would go on a weekend and paint a house, like, you know, the inside of a house. And that would be enough money to feed the kids for, for the month. And, and then I started speaking in schools here because there's money in school systems to have speakers come. So then I realized, oh, I could go speak at a school for a day. And then that's enough money to feed the kids for a month. So just getting creative and like, what is a way I can come up with, you know, this much money? Cause, and then what happened was once we started um, providing the feeding program, more families, wanted to enroll their kids in the school because mm-hmm. then they know that their children are going to be fed no matter Aww. what. So we went from about 48 kids to 165 almost overnight. Mm. And then there's over 300 children on the wait list mm. to be in the school because we offer the feeding program. Mm. And so then it became a matter of like, okay, then what is our next appropriate action, you know? And it, it's that we need a bigger location because right now they're in a three-bedroom apartment and they do staggered, uh, staggered times of the day when the kids come to learn so that they can, you know, at least do something for the kids. Um, but then they're all there to have a meal. And then, so then again, it was like, okay, well, how much does it cost to build a school? And I don't want to just go and build a temporary solution. I want to go and build something that's going to stand for years, right? That's going to serve the purpose of what we're going to do. Because if we're going to create this, if we're going to be part of the solution, then we got to do it right. So So then the plans for the school, you know, to really do what we want to do with it is 60,000 US dollars, which is more money than I can comprehend more Mm. money. You know, innocent even said when he sent the budget to me, he said, I send this to you. My fingers are shaking and tears are running down my face because I can't ever imagine this kind of money. Wow. You know, and for perspective, like a month's wage for them is about $60, their entire month's wage, right? And this is $60,000. So for him to come up with that money on his own in his lifetime is unheard of, right? And so throughout this process, it's, you know, we've really leaned into each other and become very close because there's days where he, you know, doesn't know if he can do it. You know, this is a big, big thing that he's stepping into. And for me, it's like, I don't know how to come up with $60,000, right? But 
he the keeps money saying will come from where the money is and he just keeps saying to me you know hannah i just have faith that god has a plan already in motion mm-hmm. and he says anytime i am concerned about you know you know in a sense i know i gotta you know come up with this money by this date um but sorry i had this booked for 11 you did do i i I had it booked till noon i thought okay Okay. Uh, sorry yeah okay everybody so we have an interruption it's all good we just address it and we're gonna move on now yeah um sorry uh, yeah, so anytime I've said that, um, that I don't know, you know, how we're going to do it, he just says God has a plan in motion. Mm-hmm. That would and, be our, our unfolding. It yeah. Would be just the unfolding and live, he's living into that. He's yeah. allowing that to be, you know, yeah. he's living, he's allowing it to move him forward. That's beautiful. Wow. And what date is you, you mentioned that there is a date by when, and what is that date? Yeah. So we're planning to go, um, the middle of August to do the build. Um, Oh, and and also share with us about the build. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the build is happening, um, in August, we're going to be building, uh, seven classrooms and some teacher offices, as well as a kitchen uh, for the feeding program. And um, so we have a we're putting together a team of people. Um, so not only are we building, you know, fundraising to to pay for the school, um, but we're also looking at, at putting together a team of people who can go and build the school. Um, so we have a group of volunteers from Hawaii. Um, who just joined us on the project. Um, and the, the gentleman who's leading is actually a contractor. Um, yeah, so it's so exciting. And he is, um, yeah, so he's a contractor. And um, so we're estimating, we're just kind of in the final process of putting the project together. Um, but we're estimating it's going to take us about a month. We're looking to have about 20 volunteers there for the the whole month. So whether we have more than 20 volunteers who come at different times, uh, things like that. But we're actually going to go and build the school um, in Mwandi. So we get to go meet the community. We get to Mm -hmm. actually, you know, be a part of creating the building structures. Um, And then we're going to have some fun, too. Which is an experience all of its own, right? Mm-hmm. there's nothing you guys like having the actual experience right now you're hearing us talk about it it's something very conceptual i'm going to go over there and meet people i'm going to build a building is what she's saying and so for us it's conceptual if you want to really know what it's like how about being there mm-hmm. how about building the school right yeah, well, and I'm, I'm really excited about the piece of actually getting to take people there. Because I think, um, I think that sometimes it's easy for us in this part of the world to not really allow 
what's happening in other parts of the world to enter into our space, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one of the things like a, a lot of the reactions that I've been getting is like, well, there's kids here who are starving or, <laughs> you know, like, why, why are you rushing this? Like, that's a, a really big one. Cause August is coming up hot. Like it's, it's here and it's happening. And people are like, you know, usually these kind of projects take years to plan and build and this kind of stuff. And someone said that, and I said, well, the, the very simple answer to that of why it has to happen in August, it doesn't have to happen in August, but the, if we can build the school in August, that means that there's going to be 300 more children who are going to start eating in mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. We're going to start having an education in August, you know? So yeah, we could, we could wait and plan for another year or two years. Like the truth is we could plan until we turn blue about the project, but unless we're taking the next appropriate action, you know, and for the amount of people I know in my circle, I'm like, this could be very easy. We could pull this off very easily. You know, when we come together with a a group of people, we can make it happen very easily. And So I'm excited to get to take people there because the truth is like, I spent six weeks in this village in 2014 and I know for certain that that shaped who I am today and it shaped why I care so deeply about people, Mm. you know, Mm. and I have a very deep commitment and connection to innocent and to these children because I've seen, I've been there, you know, and I see I've seen the conditions that they live in. And so for me, it's, you know, very easy to be connected to the project. Mm -hmm. So my hope is in taking volunteers there that they, first of all, get to experience the culture and the life there because it is beautiful. Like the people there and their way of life and just, you know, how they operate. It's so beautiful. And I think they have something to teach all of us. Um, But also that like, then there's more people who actually experienced it and that they can bring that home, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. feel just as committed and connected to the project as I feel. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm one of those people that I get to take the opportunity to get over there. I'm not certain I can, I've got my family here and my mother. And so, you know, I have to, work things out I don't know that that's possible but at least it's in my heart yeah 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 and that's the thing like unless it's 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 just like you say what's the next appropriate action so I think that there's lots of ways for people to be connected to the project and to support the project and what ways would those be yeah so I mean it could be coming to volunteer if, that, if you have the space in your schedule and the ability to go, which is such a great opportunity, it could be donating money. Mm-hmm. But aside from those two things, it could be talking about it. It could be sharing it because you never know who you might share it with that has resources to contribute. I mean, mm-hmm. the, ultimate, the ultimate need is, is money and volunteers. But you don't have to have money or be able to volunteer to be able to support the project if that's not, you know, what you have to contribute. But just like you're doing here, Nikki, and, you know, giving me an opportunity to share about it, that's contributing. 
right? Mm -hmm. That's giving a voice to these children, you know, in Zambia who, you know, it's just bringing their story to the stage, right? Mm -hmm. And having conversations with people in your life. And, you know, like I said, like $4 a month feeds a child for a month. So the other thing is that it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. It can be, you know. Have you set something up? in regards to that uh could do you have are you a 501c are you a nonprofit? give us a little bit of background about that yeah so right now we're in the process of partnering with some nonprofits um to be able to give out tax receipts um and it's all you know it's kind of like we're building the plane as it flies Mm -hmm. because like I said, the project is happening in August. So because the need is urgent. Um, So we're currently in, in the works with two nonprofits in the U S and then one here in Canada that are looking at bringing us on, you know, they would be the, the umbrella organization um, because the process of actually starting your own charity up here in Canada anyways, it's about an 18 month process. Okay. Um, so that's where we're at. So right now we're collecting donations through GoFundMe. I think we're very close to being, um, you know, working, partnering with a nonprofit, um, but it's just in the works right now. Yeah. Can you give us your GoFundMe address right now? Yeah. So um, if you go to innocencedream.com, and then you click on donate now, it will take you to our GoFundMe page. That's probably the easiest way to reach it. Okay, beautiful. Innocence yeah. Dream. Dream. I com. love it. I love it. His name is so perfect, so appropriate. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. What a beautiful endeavor. I can totally get how you've been called for this. It's personal. It's real. Hopefully we can get into the experience as well. Those of us that can and support you. And even if we can't, we're still supporting you. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, is there something else you would like to share with us about this whole project? What, what's important for us to know about the timeline about your resources are they split are the resources going to get split some for food feeding some for the build or is it all going to the build go tell us a little bit about that yeah so right now our main focus is um in fundraising is going towards the build uh just because that's um, the urgent need. And then I have just been continuing to, uh, cover the cost of the feeding program, uh, how, how I've been taking care of it up until this point. Um, how much is that a month? The feeding program is about 700 us dollars a month. And so you are painting houses to make certain those kids get that $700 a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody talk about being a bad arse mother lover for no reason to love for no reason. That's what this is an example of for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Between you and innocent, 
between everybody else that will be supporting you because they are beginning to come, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's unfolding. Um, it is. But yes, this is about loving for no reason. And mm-hmm. I am so honored to be here with you and having this conversation. Uh, yeah. How many of us out here would be willing to paint a house on a weekend when we're busy as heck? Because you're busy as heck, aren't you? You're like overwhelmed, aren't you? I am very, yep. I am very busy. And it's it's funny because I was on a, a call last night. I have a mastermind group that I meet with once a week. And I said, I'm very overwhelmed, but I don't want to talk to people about it because I think they're going to tell me to not, you know, to not work as hard at the Africa project. But I said, that's the one thing in my life right now I'm not willing to back down from. So are you doing lots of breathing right now? (laughs) Lots of breathing, lots of, you know, just trusting that, uh, you know, that things are going to work out even when I have no idea it, this is really, you know, to me, this is commitment. And I I heard this definition uh, not too long ago, and it was commitment is a choice I make that I surrender to, Mm. you know, Mm. and also when we think about giving, um, you know, I think that a lot of, we've kind of been conditioned in society to give with conditions, right? Like a lot of people, if they're going to give money, they want to know exactly how it's going to be used. And and everybody has the right to that, or it has to fit into an alignment with how they think it should be used and these kind of things. But really, I, my belief about giving is that it's something that you surrender to. If you choose to give a gift to another human being, And especially in this case, because here's the deal is that the reason, right, it's 2022 and how many years have international aid organizations been in Africa trying to make a difference? Decades, right? But they're still in crisis. And I think that's the number one thing that 2020 should show us about the traditional practices of international aid is that that model doesn't work. It does not create sustainability and it does not empower African people to be their own change because it's us going in with our resources, telling them how they should do it. Right. But I, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago and this woman who I believe she's from Kenya uh, had an opportunity to come and get educated at a, you know, a, a, a high level university in the U S and now she's actually created a, um, student loan program for African students to be eligible to come to the U S or the UK and get a post-secondary education. And she said, there's all this talk about Africans not being represented in post-secondary institutions. And it's not because there's not African students that are not willing or capable to be there it's that they lack the opportunity and she said not only does that mean a miss or an underrepresentation in these schools it means that there's an underrepresentation on the world you know in the world of Africans who could be contributing to solutions to society's issues right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right 
And so for this project, it really is about empowering innocent, giving an education and an opportunity to these children who are growing up such that they can become part of the solution for these issues. It's not us going in and saying, well, you have to do it this way, this way, and this way, because that's what we've been doing. And it's not, that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing is we're going in and I say to innocent, I don't have your answers. I trust you. And I know that you have everything you need to be successful. You just need the resources to get started. And that's what this is. And to me, that's what contribution should be. It's giving without expectation. attached. Yes. Strings attached. But it's in this model, in what we're trying to do, we're really changing the idea that people in the West, a lot of people in the West have about how age should happen. Because it is, we are truly empowering innocent to create the change in his community. Mm. And already it's been extremely effective because already from the, the first fundraiser we did to now because we have the feeding program the school pays because families can pay for their school fees because we're feeding their children Um, the school pays two-thirds of the school expenses are covered now so already they're they're fairly self-sufficient and then once we have 500 children enrolled right like And then once we have the school established, then our next step, our next appropriate action is, okay, what kind of um, business plan can we create for them such that they can create an income source that in three to five years from now, they're not relying on us at all. Mm. They're completely Mm. Mm. self-sufficient, you know? Mm. So then it doesn't matter what's happening on the world stage. Mm. They have everything they need to take care mm-hmm. of the needs of their own people mm-hmm. but it they just need the initial investment and that's really what we're doing so yeah wow. that is incredible that is incredible i love that you connected with innocent i love that you're sharing this with us um is there anything else that you would like to share with us uh, with regards to this anything anything that is important comes to mind right now yeah I just you know I I guess I would love to leave you with you know if there's any piece of this conversation today that's touched your heart um, I'd love to hear from you you know if there's any way that you feel called to be a part of the of the project whether that's sharing with your network whether that's coming to join us in you know Mwandi or donating money or if you have a connection that can support us. You never know what your contribution, the difference that it can make. And it doesn't have to be big, you know? Yeah. All those synchronicities, we call them synchronicities, or what's another word we use for those? Uh, Just the unfolding of life, I like to call it. Uh, They've come to be for me moments well they've come to be for me very powerful 
I'm not attached to the outcome of them anymore. I just really recognize that in my speaking, in my sharing with others, that life unfolds the right person is at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in love's world by mistake. That is the best way to describe that. And I've come to trust that and to settle into that. So yes, let us continue on. Let's continue to share this. Uh, And let's see what August brings. Yes, I'm very excited. (laughs) Yeah, right? Because one thing I know, look, guys, I have no idea what it'll look like. But what I will share with you right here, right now, is that love does provide. I have no idea what it's going to be like at the end of August, but if Hannah's okay with it and you're okay with it, we can have her back and we can find out what that is like, right? Absolutely. Exciting. Just so document your journey, sweetheart. Uh, This will be an ongoing expansion for all of us. Uh, It is okay not to know right Hannah it's okay Mm -hmm. not to know and it's okay to take the action needed and necessary the next appropriate action and to continue to self-correct with integrity right Mm -hmm. yeah it's like when I when you hit the wall you bump up against the wall you just self-correct with integrity self-correct with integrity and that's the person you are And that's why you are a bad arse mother lover. I love you. I adore you. I love that you paint houses on the weekend to feed children. If I was 30 years younger, I'd ask you to go out with me. (laughs) But I'm so old anymore. I love it. I do appreciate a beautiful soul, girl. And that you have, okay? You are incredible, amazing. I love Innocent. I would love to meet him on a Zoom or in person someday. Someday, hopefully, that'll be the intention that I get to meet him in person. Mm -hmm. So everybody out there, if you feel called, if you have a sense, and this has moved you or touched you, reach out to Hannah. You've got Innocent innocencedream.com and how do they reach out to you hannah is there an email how would you how would you like them to reach out to you yeah um you can reach out to me um innocencedreamproject at gmail.com um we're also on facebook and instagram um so it's just innocence dream on both facebook or instagram so we are posting some updates on there as well and then um you can contact us through the um messaging on either of those two okay awesome awesome okay everybody well you know joan of heart is unfolding as well and um yeah so let's enjoy the ride let's enjoy the experience of life and let's see what we can do for some kids in Mwandi. Yes. 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 All right. Well, thank you for having me, Nikki.
Love you lots. Oh, God, you are so, so welcome. And I absolutely adore you. I wouldn't do anything other than this with you. So thank you, everybody. And we will see you on the next interview with our girl, Hannah, and see what happens in August. Later. Love you.